Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby, live on your radio. Actually, Kurt Crosby is not even with me. It's Sam Bushman live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, with hard-hitting news the network reviews to use, and it all starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two in our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. And boy, howdy, do we got a road to hoe today when it comes to the broadcast. A lot, a lot, a lot of news everywhere. Let's start with a quick recap of yesterday's show. That's Friday's show. Still available at LibertyRoundTable.com and available at LovingLiberty.net. By the way, our goal is to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Um, all right, let's start out. Uh, we talked about seven things we learned in an interview with Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Did you know we had a Surgeon General in America named Jerome Adams? Yeah, he's a pretty nice black guy. Uh, doing a great job. We don't hear much from him. We hear too much from Fauci taking over everything. I'd like to hear a lot more from Jerome Adams. By the way, Oprah stresses the seriousness of the coronavirus. She says, hey, it's on the black community. It's, quote, taking us out, she says. Why is the coronavirus uh, hitting people that are black harder than the rest of us? Is it genes? Um, anyway, um, I guess some of these people are saying, uh, like Jerome Adams, that you know what? Black people need to not drink and not smoke and not do drugs. Well, he got criticized hardcore for it. He couldn't. He shouldn't be able to say that, they say. He used Big Mama and other terms talking about the families. And, well, they got all over him and said, how dare he use those phrases. But he says, you know what? I'm black, and that's what we use in my family. Why can't I use these terms? Very interesting how they're trying to turn this all racial and everything else. Uh, anyway, enough of that. But I, I'm interested in this Drum Adams guy. He sounds like a nice guy. He sounds like he's doing a good job. Sounds a lot like Ben Carson. A guy who's managed to rise above the hood and rise above his circumstances due to hard work. And wow, what a, what a tremendous example, huh? All right. Seed companies, they say, can't keep up as more Americans turn to grow on their own food. That's interesting. You got man-made seeds. You know, you plant them. They grow plants. There's no new seeds. It's man-made. Shut down. Use it to get companies rich. God's way of seeds are seeds, you know, produce crops and crops produce more seeds, huh? And now we're saying the seed companies can't keep up? Why do we need some seed companies at all, I ask, huh? Baby chicks in Utah are flying off the shelves because of the coronavirus pandemic. Everybody wants to get chickens, and therefore, hopefully the chickens will grow up and lay eggs, right? Hour two, Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. We talked about the FCC's Mr. Carr. Internet speed up 70% since they jettisoned net neutrality. That's great news, and... Typical, when you get government out of the free market, good things happen, folks. Happens every time, but somehow people just can't get it. I don't understand it. They say this. Uh, we're talking about matters of life and death. Finally, Alabama case, they say, could start to dismantle Roe versus Wade. Rachel Alexander writes the piece for WND. Pro-abortion activists are on the side of a losing battle. Boy, how do you she write about that? We talked about what price victory and the price of war. 
Pat Buchanan writes an article that says for each American lost to the pandemic, there's been, in other words, died from coronavirus, there's been a thousand people that have lost their jobs. A thousand people per death, folks, have lost their jobs. Is it worth it? Pat Buchanan, incredible article. A record 22 million Americans, they say, have filed for unemployment benefits since this coronavirus started or over the last month and a half or so. Wowzers. Dozens of leaders are now asking that Steve Stockman be moved to home detention. He's a former congressman. He's got diabetes and a lung condition. They say he's a sitting duck for COVID-19. I pray Steve's successful and pray he gets released ASAP. Utah's Rick Korber says he's vulnerable to COVID-19 and wants to be released from prison, wants to be homebound as well. Marcus Mumford, the attorney that defended Rick Kerber, Ammon Bundy, and many others, is dead. Is there foul play? Don't know. I just know it's very strange he passed away, alone in his home, nobody around. They claim he had a pre-existing heart condition, as did his father. The interesting thing is they tased this guy just a couple of years ago in court. So maybe it might be inadvertent foul play, huh? In other words, they killed him, but maybe it wasn't intended to, I don't know, very strange, strange. I don't want to make conspiracy theories out of this, but I don't want to leave it alone and ignore it either. Time will tell. We shall keep an eye on the ball. Wanted urgently, they say, people who know half-century old programming computer language, they need them to uh, process you know, unemployment claims and everything else. They're looking for people who know the Cobalt programming language from years ago. Uh, I guess the you know, government doesn't have the money to update the systems is the problem. So what happened to my body, my choice? Jack Coshill writes an incredible article about this. The abortionists and everybody else aren't really talking about my body, my choice much now. They're just talking about murdering babies. But they've jettisoned that long ago because if I don't want to take the vaccination, if I want to take my body outside and go, you know, meet with other people, uh, they don't want me to be able to do that with my body, my choice. Now, do they? All right. We talked about Tom Fitton talks about victory. Court orders Hillary Clinton to, well have a deposition on email and Benghazi and documents, etc. Will that become something? I don't know. Time will tell. Africa's locust plague is man-made, they say. Walter E. Williams blames the United Nations for foisting what they call agriculture on farmers. We also talked about later school times benefit youngsters um, when they get more sleep. They do better. You got fewer teen car crashes and teenagers who get more sleep are less likely to make poor decisions. Anyway, we talked about all that yesterday. LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com, and that's a recap. Now we got news the networks refuse to use galore. It all starts now. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, uh, not Kurt Crosby, is with me today. Welcome back, sheriff. Well, thanks, Sam. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. <laughs> yes, it is in Cronoville, isn't it, sir? Yeah. Yeah, man. Did you know there's a guy that did a song called Cronoville even? Yeah, who was that? <laughs> I don't know much about this guy yet, but I, I got an email from our buddy Rick, and he sent me this thing. It's a uh, song about Cronoville, you know? Yeah, Rick's quite the musician himself. Yes, he is. Anyway, I, I kind of find it funny. This guy's on this video, and, you know, he's got this shirt on, or he talks about wearing his shirt for several days. His wife says it's time to change his shirt because he's just wasting away in Coronaville, buddy. 
Well, uh, I certainly know how that feels. <laughs> Don't you think we're all kind of wasting away in Coronaville? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm doing so much work. Uh, that I really don't, to be honest, I really don't feel that. You don't? No, I really don't. And if I feel like going outside, I go outside. If I feel like going to the store, I go to the store. I I literally go to the store uh, on the average once a day. Once a day. Sometimes I go twice. I think I hit, I think there was one day where I, I did. There was a day that I I went to three different stores because I was looking just to see what everybody had. And my wife craves, uh, I always say mangoes. All you gringos say mangoes. And it really really strikes me and and sounds tinny and wrong because I never knew what a mango was until I went on my mission and I was in Latin America and everybody shows these mangoes everywhere and there's like, 20 different kinds of mongos and we ate them almost every day and and so i just learned it as a mongo and then i get home with it. but anyway she she really craves mangoes and uh she, we we uh sprinkle some lime juice on them and lemon juice and and then she really likes this little chili pepper stuff that you you can put on it and uh i mean she just she eats it like candy, and then uh, so I'm always looking for mangoes everywhere, and we found some really good ones. And uh, of course, they're really good for you, and it's one of the best fruits in the world. And so I always go to the store looking for mangoes. Are we gonna Are we gonna have the sheriff get arrested pretty soon? Uh, they're gonna say your mango, uh, uh, you know. I'm hoarding. Mangoes. Fascination is not uh, essential, sir. Yeah, well, it's a, it's hoarding, and that really gets to me how. Uh, even Trump a couple of times has seemingly uh, acted like hoarding was wrong, or at least that we just simply don't need to do it. Well, I think the term I think the term hoarding has a negative connotation and is a misnomer of the real intentions. Anyway, it is. I mean, uh, if I hoard anything, what am I hurting? I guess they're trying to say, well, you're keeping other people from getting toilet paper because you have it all. Now, hey, Sam. Uh, I maybe have uh, a total of a case and a half. Okay, let's just say, for the sake of argument, I have two cases total of toilet paper in my storage room, my my food storage room. Two cases. Um, I I really don't see how that hurts anybody. And I did it before uh, the big push to get toilet paper. But I do find it uh, amusing that every single store I go to, uh, and like I say, I've been to a lot, and there's a, a relatively new Fry's food store in downtown Phoenix, right next to the stadium, right next to the big bank building. It, it, it's really a unique setup, but it's right there, and uh, they're out of everything except they do have Mongo. Well, I'll tell you what I noticed. What's interesting to me about this, you know, idea of hoarding, you know, the communists believe there's one big pie and the government needs to control it all. The free market doesn't believe in a big pie that if I get more, you get less. We believe in making pies. Am I confused? Hold on. 
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say... We made a song, and will you listen? Our next year oldest daughter came me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And I you. think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. And he came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. Isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, so doesn't the free market say we don't believe there's one pie that the government has to control, and if I have a little bit more, you, by nature, get less? Don't we believe in making pies, Sheriff? Yeah, we actually do. And in fact, uh, in uh, my economy class, we talk about how um, trade and open markets and free markets uh, is uh, the tide that lifts all boats. Uh, That's kind of the... Uh, Adam Smith philosophy, and and with that, Sam, uh, and I did this pie uh, example on the board, what it does is it makes the pie bigger for everyone. So if you had a 10-inch uh, pie, uh, you get involved in the free markets and free trade, the pie gets bigger. Yeah, now let's be careful when we talk Every about free year. trade, though. What we need to understand with free trade is it's really fair trade. And I, I get your point, free trade. What we're oh, saying yeah. is we, well, we reduce it, trade it, barriers, but the, the fair part talks about... It is fair. We talk about open markets, and we talk about a level playing field, and we talk about a lot of these principles that that make it great. It doesn't mean uh, let you know slave labor, a bowl of rice a day to be your wages, uh, compete with the standard of living that we have. Those things are the disparity on the altar of free trade, but they're a lie and a manipulation of the free market as well. Yeah, I understand that, and that's that's very true. It needs to be fair and honest. And a lot of people who hate capitalism claim that it's not fair and not honest. Uh, but the thing of it is, it is designed uh, to be fair and honest. And, and that's how everybody benefits uh, in that fair market or free market. And 
And and I like the word free because I I believe that freedom is the key word to that. And I agree. And the freedom, the difference just needs to be highlighted so people know because they've manipulated what that means. And, well, of and, course. And, and here's the example that I would give. We believe in capitalism, but we don't believe in the naked capitalist. And the idea about that is is that hey, when once I go predatory to take advantage of the capitalist system, I've betrayed the very principles at stake, right? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I understand that. But see, no, it's it's like uh, the American Constitution. And the Founding Father said it only works for moral and righteous people. I believe that because they set up a capitalist society with that, that it's the same thing. It only works if it's fair and honest. And, and that's so right. I that's kind right. of assume that with that. but And, and I agree that we should assume that because it's true. But the problem is today people are taught just the opposite. They're taught I that know. somehow you're the evil guy because you want this. And uh, anyway, it's a misnomer. The reason that I spend so much time highlighting, you know, you going to the store and, and your wife and your life. And then, hey, this capitalism idea and the free markets and, and the pie ideas. You know, with that lesson, you should have brought some Dutch apple pies in and given everybody a piece of pie so they'll never forget the lesson but nevertheless i digress (laughs) Uh, here's the deal though here's some headlines that i think we ought to really talk about you and i have been talking about opening the markets for quite some time we've done a lot relating to that as well in terms of working on open letters and let us letters to the sheriffs and a variety of things but here's a couple of headlines that i think are encouraging first one says this unless america and its economic engine is restarted immediately we will be plunged into a great depression since the global pandemic hit our shores more than 22 million people now have lost their jobs or are filing jobless claims i say it's way more than 22 million but nevertheless that's the number and now here's what is being done about it members of the quote house freedom caucus sent a letter to president donald trump on friday calling for the economy to be reopened as businesses across the country continue to struggle. The letter was signed by House members, listen to this, Representatives Andy Biggs, Jody Heiss, Ron Wright, Jeff Duncan, Scott Perry, Andy Harris, Scott DeJarlis, Ken Buck, Paul Gosar, Randy Weber, Ted Yoho, Dan Bishop. Oh, and this isn't Ted Yoho again. I don't understand that, but okay. Um, Fox News reported the American people they claim in the letter are resilient, but they have suffered tremendously under the weight of this closed economy. Measures enacted by Congress have provided limited relief, they wrote in the letter, but more government is not the answer to these economic woes. Reopening the economy is the answer. We are a free people with a free and a fair market. And the sooner we return to it, the sooner again our economy will thrive. Representative Paul Gosar says members of the House Freedom Caucus also mentioned how many people lost their jobs in the letter and been affected by this um, virus economic downturn saying the states have, believe it or not, already worked out ways to stop the spread. All levels of government have imposed measures designed to slow the spread of the outbreak, the letter continued. 
The American people have responded to the guidelines, and the effects of their response are apparent. In fact, some of the states that have not been locked down but been voluntarily following guidelines are doing the best. Unfortunately, some of the measures intended to combat the virus have wreaked havoc on the American economy. Tens of millions of Americans have lost their jobs, and many businesses have had to flat-out close down. But the Democrats blocked uh, the request for more aid for small businesses, calling it a, quote, political stunt. And uh, anyway, there you have it. Now, here's the interesting thing. I guess um, members of Congress are working on legislation to fund small businesses. However, most are still back home right now on recess. The full House and Senate are not expected back in D.C. till May the 4th. Anyway, a great letter, and now we see literally congressmen starting to speak out just as we've been for the last several weeks, saying this has got to change. And believe it or not, uh, two people from Arizona kind of leading the charge, uh, as far as I can tell in the House. Yep. I don't uh, hear a single one of my guys, though, in Utah in the mix. I don't know what the heck's going on with that. Well, you you said a bishop. Is that is No, different guy, I think. Oh, okay. I don't remember uh, Bishop's first name, your congressman there. Yeah, it was Rob Bishop, but he's not there anymore. So. Oh, he's not? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, but I look at that and I go, wow, at least they're starting to do something. Sheriff, it's encouraging to some degree, isn't it? Well, it is, and uh, I'm really proud of them. And uh, it should have been about uh, 435 that signed on to it. But, you know, the Democrats are... Loving their vacation, and and I, t- I tell you, Nancy Pelosi, uh, it's amazing that de- Democrats uh, just don't have a rebellion against her. Uh, boy, she is one cocky, conceited, arrogant uh, little woman. Uh, she is amazing with all of this, and how she flaunts her her uh, riches and her hypocrisy. Uh, you know, it just seems like people of San Francisco just don't care how dishonest and hypocritical she is. Uh, and, uh, man, uh, she 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 really gets away with a lot. Whoa. Yeah, but you know what? We all let her, though. I mean, why don't they just shut her down, but they don't? Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't say we, because you and I don't. But I, I don't well, I'm talking I, I don't societally speaking. But, man, she is something. And, and I guess it just shows how brain-dead and ignorant uh, her constituency is. Yes, to some degree, but you know what? I, I'm afraid we don't we don't take her on properly, Sheriff, like we should. Well, well yeah, the media, uh, and Sam, we've said this before, especially the eight years under Barack Obama. Uh, if the media supports what you do, uh, and in fact they even say you're doing a good job when you're actually being a liar and a hypocrite, uh, you know, there's that brainwashing thing, and uh, you can get away with anything, including murder, as long as the media supports you. And that's exactly what uh, Pelosi gets, and a lot of the Democrats get it. Uh, anybody who opposes Trump or opposes Republicans or opposes principles, then the media is going to stand behind you. You're right, but sadly, we don't, you know, create uh, enough to account. What I mean by that is President Trump could go to different media. President Trump could dismiss the clowns uh, and say, we're not going to do these press briefings. We're not going to take your argumentative questions. He could fill in for Rush Limbaugh's talk show, uh, like Rush invited him to. 
Uh, he could take Q&A from the public and have open lines. Right now, Joe Biden was able to have a, quote, confidential conversation with President Trump, giving him advice on the coronavirus, et cetera, et cetera. Donald Trump kept the conversation confidential, but Joe Biden babbling about it to donors and everybody else. Why can Joe Biden just simply call the president and have a confidential conversation? And you and I can't even find, not, not only can we not call the president, we can't even find anybody who can. Yeah. Okay, so Joe Biden and Kim Kardashian have the president's ear and you and I can't get close. Well, that just proves the point that I'm making. I bet Nancy can call the president too, right? Nancy? Pelosi? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Isn't that her name? Yeah, it is. Along with Maxine Waters, they can both call President Donald, can't they? <laughs> Maxine would never call him. All right, so all I'm saying, though, is what's up with that? All right, so it's Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack on your radio, CSPOA.org. That's the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Get on the newsletter list. Incredible newsletters going out, by the way. But here's the deal, though. I don't think we're taking on Nancy Pelosi wisely at all. We just simply let her do what she wants. But why don't we call a spade a spade for a minute? Let's use the coronavirus as the center of that discussion for a second. All right. I guess coronavirus vaccine researchers, Sheriff, are now using tissue of aborted babies, and they say they got to because they got to hurry and create the coronavirus vaccine. Amid a, quote, global race to develop a vaccine for the coronavirus Pro-life advocates, I'm one of them, are warning of the use of cells for aborted babies in their research. I will not kill children to live, said Roman Catholic Bishop Joseph Strickland to Tyler, Texas. I won't do it. That's LifeSite News. In a tweet, he expressed sadness over the fact that even with COVID-19, we are still debating the use of fetal tissue in our research. The pro-life group Children of God for Life, which promotes ethical 19, I'm sorry, which promotes ethical vaccines, said that, you know what, they're using aborted fetal cells in these vaccines. Uh, believe it or not, meanwhile, Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott are both joining with Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi and 30 other Republican senators saying, you know what? We got to stop the use of fetal tissue for these vaccines. So literally that's why they're pushing for abortion to be essential services. They got to have the fetal tissue for the quote savior, the vaccines, Sheriff. Well, why isn't it uh, President Trump and uh, Vice President Pence and all of them uh, at that level uh, speaking out very strongly against that? Uh, I've never heard a word about that. And uh, you would think that that would be something that they would be championing. Because uh, they're with. too busy arguing with CNN and all the the hosts and the people that hate President Trump, but they're not listening to media like us that want the truth and stand for pro-life and support President Trump. That's primarily why. Well, and some of these ministers that uh, Trump is very close to, uh, they should be uh, uh, talking to the president about that. And uh, it should be a national... That should be a national issue, and, and uh, you know, uh, your suggestion uh, that we used in our newsletter uh, to President Trump, that every press conference, whether it be coronavirus-related or not, every press conference should start with a word of prayer. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying he has to say it or, or that even the vice president or any of the officials there, they, 
just like he did for Easter. He had a minister come in from Maryland, and uh, he prayed. And uh, that should be the case every single time. Uh, so even if he does two or three press conferences a day, uh, each one should begin with a word of prayer. And th- th- that could bring us back and a- to a unification in this country that, just like our newsletter said, that he would be able to exemplify to the country and demonstrate that we really are uh, one nation under God. Yes, indeed. So the House sent a letter to President Trump saying, hey, let's open the economy with a bunch of House reps. Now the senators, these senators that I've highlighted for you, listen, over 30 senators, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott leading the charge. And I'm really surprised. I don't really, you know, I'm not a fan of Marco Rubio, but you know what? Good for him. But Florida's taking the lead here. And so are many of these senators in a letter to the president. They thanked President Trump for his defense of the sanctity of life, including fetal tissue and cells. Um, anyway, there you have it. I, I commend them on this. I didn't know they had all sent a letter to do this, but I, I commend them. Well, sure, of course, uh, as do I. And, I mean, that's what they're supposed to be doing. And that's why it it, it could have been a much more powerful uh, if, these guys would actually do that more often for the right reason. Uh, innocence in prison would be one that would come up. Oh, buddy, we're going to get to that one, too. We're going to talk about that a lot coming up in the broadcast because you're exactly right. Uh, and that's one where a lot of people are getting released, all the criminals are getting released um, over this. And we'll tell you who the latest people who are getting released are. But let's talk a little bit more about this um, fetal cell tissue being used for, quote, coronavirus vaccine. Um would you take the coronas or corona vaccine if it's derived from these aborted fetal cells, Sheriff? Wait, say that again, Sam. Would you take the vaccine knowing that it's derived from the aborted fetal cells? No, but I probably wouldn't be taking it at all. But no, that, <laughs> would, that would be something I would really be going public about. Though. But this is where you could literally take it to Nancy and crew and say, listen, you abortion-promoting thugs, um, you know what? Now you want to use these fetal tel- fetal tissue cells to, uh, you know, supposedly save us all. Uh, you know what? And why are we looking to vaccines as the answer? Why are we looking to aborted babies as the answer? And, you know, they really need to bring it to these abortion, pro-abortion people, the people in New York and Nancy and all these people that literally want to murder babies that are already born even and stuff like that. Why don't we take the fight straight to them? I believe the pro-life fight is one of the biggest fights, one of the ways that we hold the moral high ground without debate, and one of the ways we can really change the argument and put these people in kind of uh, a very negative light by promoting pro-life, but we seem to miss the opportunity at every turn. Uh, And I don't mean Sam Bushman. I take it on. But all these other people, they're just like, oh, Nancy feels different, and she shut down the house from spending socialist money. Shame on her. She's playing political games. Hey, why don't we talk about them using fetal you know, tissue cells, murdering babies to get the cells to supposedly create a vaccine uh, to save life everywhere because everybody's dying from the coronavirus. Okay, it, it, what I'm telling you is you got to pick the battles and you got to learn where to strike. They're not even touching the, in my opinion, the real hard issues. I mean, it's hard for me when the Republicans want to promote more socialism and give more handout money and the Democrats are dragging their feet. Now, I think they're dragging their feet for the wrong reason, Sheriff. 
But it's hard for me to side with the Republicans against the Democrats and go, you guys need to free up more socialism money. Shame on you for not doing it. What? Right. Am I confused? Is it all revert? But when you hold the moral high ground on pro-life, I don't think you're in a losing battle at all. In fact, you're congruent with our beliefs, with our co- our sacred cause. But when you argue these other things, I don't even it's hard for me to say who's even right. I can't say the Democrats are right for begging for more socialism money and be mad at the Democrats for dragging their feet. Can you? So I don't really get it. I don't understand what we're doing, but we're not taking on the real issues that matter most, uh, in my opinion. Right. Uh, and, and Sam, I, you know, you and I talked about this. Well, you, Kurt, and I talked about this, I think it was about a week ago or more, just barely over a week, I think, um, where uh, you asked, am I going to take the uh, refund or the money uh, that uh, for the stimulus package? Uh, and it's an automatic uh, deposit into my account to to stop it or to send it back would be pretty difficult. But uh, I have no intention of, of sending it back. I already got it. I got $2,400 deposited in my account. And I told my wife, talked to my wife about it. And um, you know the lovely Dawn. Uh, so I, I, I said it this way. It, I, I shoulder. It shows to be a tax refund, and I'm totally in favor of that because I do not believe in the federal income tax. And when I get that refunded to me, I I felt better. Uh, but man, oh man, Sam, I just uh, still feel guilty because it's part of a socialistic deal that they did that with. And uh, believe me, I would love to sue. And I've actually talked to a constitutional attorney before. I would love to sue the federal government, i.e. the IRS, and get all the money back I've ever paid. Nor do I believe that we should be paying for other reasons that you and I have talked about, that every Christian should stop it so we could stop this ridiculous funding, this heinous evil funding of Planned Parenthood and using babies uh, for uh, vaccination experimentation. I agree. Now, this is where the real meets the ideal, though, Sheriff. A lot of times we talk about the ideal. The ideal would be for the government to not have an IRS in the first place. Correct. The real um, or the ideal would be that the government would, of course, never send us any of this money back at all. And and so in in the ideal, I stand completely against it. However, in the real, look, they had Social Security rolling years before I was even born. Okay, they had, um, you know, the income tax live and well by the time I was even born. Now, I reject it, and any opportunity I get to shut it down and to change and to restore the Constitution, I will do to the best of my ability. However, you know what? They have unconstitutionally taken so much money from me over the last 30-plus years of my working life to where anything they'll give me back, I'm going to take. And you could yeah, say, well, if everybody does I, that, I Sam, you'll ruin the economy. And my response is, they've already ruined the economy before I got here. Right. Look, when I was two years old, they were getting rid of the gold and silver, you know, honest money standard. I had no choice in the matter. Right. So when I live in the real, I'm afraid if I give them their money back anyway, then all they'll do is try to take it out of my taxes later and I'll be forced to pay twice. I got it. Thirty nine hundred bucks. and I'm keeping it. All right, that's the real versus the ideal. When we get back, I've got a barn burner story for you. Want to pick your brain on this, Sheriff? We'll do it in seconds. Liberty Roundtable, live.
As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live. Sam Bush, one of the good sheriff on your radio, folks. All right, so this is a very interesting couple of stories, and I want to pick your brain on this, Sheriff. Here it is. Um, I don't know if you know who the doctor is that discovered HIV. Do you know who that, that guy is? No. It's a French guy. His name is Professor Luc Montagnier. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's French, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying it right at all. But anyway, this guy named Luc Montagnier. And the doctor that discovered HIV is confident that the virus, COVID-19, was created in a lab, Sheriff. And Montagne revealed his reasoning on this on a French medical podcast on Thursday, according to the French newspaper La Parisian. I don't know if I'm saying that right either, but there you go. Now, American media has been swift to condemn anyone seen as even remotely linking the novel coronavirus to biological engineering. They've been very swift to attack anybody saying that. Uh, basically, there's some Indian researchers that basically agreed with him, and then they got pressure, and so they backed away from that agreement. But he's convinced. He says, listen, there's traces of the AIDS virus in this thing, and I'm telling you, there's no way that's naturally happening it was created in a lab, he claims. Now, that's being completely suppressed in the American news, except for WND.com and the Western Journal. Now, this is a very interesting twist. Um, you know, some want to link it to China. He tried to link it to China as well. I'm not so positive China is the only one responsible, but I do think there's a lot of viruses that, you know, get created naturally. Uh, and then they get 
merged together or spliced and pieced together and weaponized uh, by labs and by governments, if you will, under the guise or the uh, whatever of research. And this guy's literally doubling down and saying, I'm telling you, this is man-made in a lab. Do you want to respond to that, Sheriff? Well, he's not the only one that has said that. Uh, no, nah, but he's got sure. the most credibility to say it. He certainly has the credibility to get people to start thinking a little bit. So I I, I really uh, have believed that that was the case all along. I thought most people were were saying that, that China, whoever did it, or, you know, China accused the, the, the uh, Defense Department of the United States of doing it. Uh, whoever whoever it was, uh, whether it was China or uh, our Defense Department or China stole it from our Defense Department or whatever it was, it certainly uh, seems like uh, it was reasonable for anybody to uh, conclude that uh, it was uh, some genetic and scientific manipulation. All right. Now, Larry Clayman of Judicial, or not of Judicial Watch, he used to be of Judicial Watch, of Freedom Watch, uh, now says that, hey, we have confirmed that China is the creator in a lab. And uh, so China's confirmed the coronavirus creator. And then he basically has a lawsuit now of people and governments and around the world who have been harmed. He says, I've been involved in thousands of lawsuits, and this is the lawsuit of my life. So Larry Clayman and crew suing China, saying you created this on you know, on purpose in a lab. And uh, you know what? You've done it to destroy the world and get the upper hand economically. And our uh, melting down economics approve it or, uh, you know, prove that. And uh, there's a quote now lawsuit. Uh, what do you think of that? Well, I would love to see that happen. Uh, it's already uh, happening. Very creative on his lawsuit. You and I both know him pretty well. And, uh, in fact, he invited me to Washington, D.C. about seven or eight years ago to speak at Lafayette Park, which is right across the street from the White House. And uh, so he and I, ever since then, have maintained contact. And I think his lawsuits are extremely uh, justice-oriented. Uh, he goes where nobody else seems to have the courage to go. He makes a career out of going where no other attorney wants to go. Uh, he's kind of like you in the media. You're, you are to the media what he is to uh, lawsuits or the legal profession. Uh, that He'll go where no, no other people uh, in your profession go. And uh, so I'm, I'm proud to know him. I'm proud that he's doing it. And uh, I can't wait for something like that to hit court. And uh, people have to prove uh, where this came from or prove that they didn't do it. Uh, in a civil lawsuit, you do have to prove that you didn't do it. You have to answer to the accusations and uh, the evidence. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see what evidence is presented on that. China might just be brought down on this from a relatively unknown uh, attorney instead of government officials. It might just be a private attorney. Yeah, and I don't. You know, the problem that I have with this is it might have been created and in, in, it might have come out of a Chinese lab, but I believe there are other labs and other people partnering and involved in it. For example, evidence came out that we were funding some of the labs that were working on this very same stuff. We, the American people, were funding that. But Larry Clayman says the very lame establishment mainstream media started to catch up with us, he says. Last night on Fox News, Tucker Carlson blazed the headline, Coronavirus. 
originated from lab in Wuhan, China. And then he yep. says this, Tucker Carlson, um, he said Sean Hannity followed suit, and the talk has been endless. President Trump even saying China lying about the numbers. But he says our confidential sources in China, along with public whistleblowers, confirmed this months ago, he says. Now, I understand it. I'm not so sure that I'm ready to pin the tail on the China donkey at this point. What do you say? Well, you know, look, if we're going to start criticizing people and exposing people for lying about numbers, well, then I really support Trump going after the United Nations World Health Organization because the United Nations completely is a joke when it comes to promoting peace and honesty throughout the world. They have always been run by communists, and the WHO is just a small example of the subterfuge and evil of uh, the United Nations. JBS has been calling for us to get out of there for, what, 40 years, 50 years? Uh, so for heaven's sakes, let's look at the people who are actually lying about the numbers, Sam, and that would be our own CDC. They've actually put out uh, to have hospitals lie or fabricate or manipulate their numbers to show higher amount. They seem to be promoting the fear-mongering of all of this. So, uh, you know, if we're going to call a spade a spade on that, let's call it really like it is. I don't know how to respond to this because I'm not defending the communist Chinese in any way. I agree with Larry claiming they're communists. They don't believe in the way we do. They're lying for sure. But I guess I have a hard time thinking we're above it as well. We lie and cheat and steal. uh, Yeah, that's why I say the CDC start there. Well, but what about the United States government, though? On one hand, you know what? We just found in New York. It is the U.S. government. In New York, they uh, basically just added 4,000 to their death count for the coronavirus. And they say, we don't really even know if they had it. We just think they probably did. So we added them to the rolls without testing, without proof. They're dead. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's as fraudulent as, as making the numbers less. We're making the numbers more, which is better. We're, we hold the moral high it. ground here. You, yeah. If you look at it, uh, the coronary heart disease death rate has gone down because they're going, they're attributing most of those or a lot of them to the coronavirus. Why don't they do, do the opposite? They know that was a, that was a death associated with diabetes or heart disease or pneumonia or uh, cancer. Or even drug or alcohol use. Or we could go on and on and on and on. Yeah. Now, they also say accident deaths are way down because people aren't driving near as much. And so now, um, you know, I don't even know if we have more loss of life under the corona uh, plague or not. Yeah, we we don't know because uh, we know that those numbers. We just have a shift in deaths based on what? Probable cause? Well, maybe. Well, we thought so. Well, we think maybe. Or it should be under that anyway. Or I mean, I just don't understand it. And so I'm not defending the Chinese's position or the Chinese position on this at all. No. I'm just honestly asking. And what I don't like about a lot of the conservatives, they don't play the double-edged sword fairly. I'm just saying I don't know that our numbers are accurate either. 
And uh, I used that New York story. They literally added 4,000 to their roles and said, we don't really know how. We know they're getting paid to put, bring people in the hospital under the coronavirus flag, and they get more money when they do it. We know that when they put people on ventilators, they get a ton of money. Um, you know, we know they've been instructed. Several doctors have told us that they've been instructed whether they know it's a coronavirus death or not, just to put it as a coronavirus death. And, okay, I'm not comfortable with any of this, whether it's the Chinese or us. Well, so- yeah, and, and Sam, we know that's been going on, and we know it's come from uh, the, what what do they call it, committee or the task force uh, to fight this. We know for a fact that Fauci has been giving different numbers all the time. He's been giving different warnings all the time. And, and, so, and I understand that can happen naturally, Sam, as this whole thing evolves. But you're talking about who they consider to be the leading expert on these types of diseases. Uh, and, that he, he, and this is a guy that predicted this to happen back in 2017, right before the president took authority. Exactly. And this is also the guy that did the same thing when the AIDS virus came out. He said HIV was going to cause AIDS. It was going to be a meltdown. Everybody was going to die. He said that back in the 80s. And, 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 and he got caught lying, too, again. Trump hasn't fired him. Trump cannot have afford him to be out there being an enemy. And he's in a, a, between a rock and a hard spot. He has to keep Fauci at this point. And he's even come out a few times and said, what a su- superb job Fauci's doing, even when they've argued um, almost in public a few times. And uh, Fauci has contradicted the president. The president has contradicted Fauci. And, and uh, you know, we do know, if you watch it, uh, and, and you know where, you know where Fauci lines up. CNN and the other liberal, uh, anti-American, anti-Trump media love Fauci. So you know there's a problem. There. All right. Well, I highlight Ben Carson. Ben Carson is part of President Trump's. Uh, what do they call this thing? Uh, task force. President Trump's economic task force. Ben Carson uh, is basically saying, "Hey." We cannot wait for the eradication of this. We've got to open the economy or we're going to lose both. We need to infuse some significant federal funds. We want to keep things going so when the problem is eliminated, we can keep going. Ben Carson being very clear, just like some of these senators uh, and some of these congressmen have been, Sheriff. Well, you said that too, Sam, uh, all along. Uh, and I I think that you've exposed a great deal. It's just too bad that your show isn't like on this national stage uh, because you've definitely pointed those things out and uh, it's it's an amazing process that you've uh, promoted here and well it is on the national stage it's just not listened to maybe as much as some of these other sources but it is out there it is natural or national i'm saying we're making a difference one person at a time you know they basically start to say the things that me and larry clayman say they pretend we're nobodies but yet they echo what we say and if we weren't there would they be echoing that and i think the answer is no final point donald trump says to governors you're going to call the shots president trump puts his plan forth to reopen the country i don't think it's fast enough but i'm grateful for the start hour one in the can hour two coming up let's talk about the fbi They're making some outrageous claims. We'll talk about that as Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack. The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. 
and LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, God Save the Republic. 